Hey lovely freaks and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. And that will give you access to our social media like Instagram, Facebook, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. Alrighty, so I know that we said we were going to be on camera and I didn't lie. It's just that... I'm really busy. Yeah. <laughs> she's missing out. She's only got like an hour and a half of this, and then she's got to go because she's got to go to Birmingham um, for this thing for college. Yeah. And so, anywho, we decided if we're going to do it on camera, we're probably going to screw up a bunch, so we're going to have to have time. So, we'll do that next time for you guys. But we're keeping the spooky theme today. And, um, well, first of all, I want to go ahead and say, if you haven't visited the Etsy shop yet, the Lazy Bassett 601, you should go do that because, um, you get tons of cool goodies, like bath, bath products and all that. She's pretty awesome. And she makes some great stuff. And also, hopefully we'll have, um, some dog what what's the word I'm looking for collars they're or? dog collar well they're like collars and leashes and all that we're, we're in the works with a company right now and we'll try to um probably have that up next time with like yeah. a discount code we can give you I'm not gonna say the name but just be on the lookout for that um so I'm working out some kinks yeah I'm trying to think if there's anything else I don't think there's anything else to talk about so we'll go ahead and get started okay so like I said today keeping with the spooky theme we're going to be talking about a vampire. 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 <laughs> if you will. Um, first off, right off the bat, this case is intense. We're going to be talking about animal cruelty. A lot of it. Um, and a lot of blood. A lot of blood. And... Understandably. Children. Just all kinds of stuff. Mm. Um, it's pretty bad. There's not a lot of... Ki- like... I know you're probably sitting there thinking, well, this is probably filled with murder. Well, there's not a lot of murder. Like, um, he, he didn't kill a lot of people, but what he did do was pretty awful. And we're going to kind of talk about his life, and then we'll go into the rest of it. But, anywho, let's get started. So, we're talking about Richard Chase today. He was dubbed, um, a.k.a. the Vampire of Sacramento. I was about to say Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. <laughs> <laughs> the Vampire of Sacramento, that's what the media dubbed him, of course. Um, but it, you know, was actually accurate this time because he really liked his blood. Um, so he was born May 23rd, 1950 in Santa Clara County, California. By the age of 10, he exhibited um, evidence of the three parts of the McDonald Triad. McDonald so, Triad? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this is a I theory. I that sometimes. I like McDonald's. I like McDonald's. The triad. I get the nugs, the sandwich, and the fries. That's the triad. <laughs> the triad. Anyways, um, this is a theory suggesting the development of violent psychopath behavior in, um, his adolescence. He had, like, heavy drug use. Uh-huh. And the triad is linked to animal cruelty, obsession with fire, oh. and persistent bedwetting that's that's like the weird three. that they made it i guess i don't maybe it's a name or something but that's yeah i didn't go the McDonald's i didn't thing. dive deep into the mcdonald triad but i just know that's like the theory behind it is a psychopathic tendency would be if someone has all three of these traits ah. which he did 
Um, and also there's like a violent behavior, particularly like a homicidal sexual, like predator behavior type thing mm-hmm. as well. I'm not really sure why they named it McDonald, no, but maybe that's for another time. Um, if you guys want to know, Google it. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> I was saying, I, I will say he pretty much his whole childhood, he was abused by his parents, um, physically, but it never really said what type of abuse. It just said abuse. Yeah. He was just okay. abused. Um, so his parents were assholes, basically. His mom, well, we'll, we'll get it. Well, his mom was also, um, she was seeing like tons of different therapists and things like that for different mm-hmm. mental illnesses and stuff. So yeah, not a good start to this child's life. So it's not surprising at the, um, at, at the age 10, he started setting fires, torturing, and killing cats. Aww. And, like I said, his mother was seeing multiple therapists, and it was just a poor environment. They also were super poor. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they had trouble with money. And in 1963, Richard is 13, and they lost their home due to financial troubles. So, they were pretty much um, living in the streets. And then I think they did move in with someone. I never really got that but whatever was his dad in the picture or? Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah because you were talking about the mom they eventually get a divorce but i'll mm-hmm. i'll get to that part okay so uh where was i oh when richard was in high school he did not get good grades his sophomore year he was arrested for marijuana and he was sent to juvie and they ordered him to get a job on the weekends after going through all that in school he actually graduated in 1968 so i'm assuming like maybe the job helped him kind of find his purpose in life. I don't know. Um, Because he started getting good grades after that. And then he enrolled Mm -hmm. in college. He had... I mean, he wasn't super smart or anything by any means. And keep in mind, we'll get into it, but I think his entire childhood and we're just going to start talking about his mental illness, but he was... He had to be unstable. Like, his whole life. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how... We'll get into it. I'll explain it. Yeah. But it sounds like, you know, obviously it's going to be something about vampires. So he's not obsessed with vampires at this point? No, no. Or he doesn't get obsessed with vampires later? No. I'll I'll explain. So he had C's in college and he was doing lots of drugs, obviously, um, as one sometimes does in college. He also started seeing a psychiatrist for erectile dysfunction. So his psychiatrist thought that... He, all these, like, he was also hallucinating and stuff like that. So, the psychiatrist thought, okay, well, it was the drugs you're doing. Plus, Mm -hmm. your erectile dysfunction is part of the hallucination. I don't know. It was weird. It was just weird. (laughs) I don't know who the hell he was seeing, but. Like, why wouldn't you go to an actual doctor? I mean, a therapist, yes, for mental problems. But that sounds like a doctor issue. The erectile dysfunction? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he sees a lot of therapists over the course of his life. Yeah. Uh, because the reason why is one thing, he was a huge hypochondriac. Mm. <laughs> I can relate. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> not this bad. But he, Richard would say that his heart would stop beating. And he would also say this a lot when he would go into the ER. But he would say that someone stole his pulmonary artery. He would actually tell people that someone had stole it um, like, that's the artery that, like, pumps all your yeah. blood to your body. Yeah. And that he was... How can someone steal that? Yeah. What? Yeah. And at that point, 
I would feel like maybe that would trigger the doctors. You got to keep in mind this was in the seventies, but nowadays if you did that, the doctors would like immediate call the psychiatrist yeah. and they'd be like, "Well, we're, you're going to go to the institution, so bye." <laughs> like he sounds um, like maybe he's schizophrenic or um, a little bit of bipolar. Well, not not really because his motions mostly schizophrenic. Cause yeah, that sounds like because he's seeing things. He would also. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh because none of this is really funny, but this part. It's just out there. He would also hold oranges to the side of his head because he said that would help him absorb the vitamin C. At least that's what he believed. Wow. Yeah. And he would do this, like, in front of doctors and shit. Like, wow. and be like, this is, you know. He also shaved his head at some point because mm. he said he could feel his cranial bones in his head separating. Mm. And he would watch himself in the mirror to watch and see if his cranial mus bones were separating. Wow. Yeah. Um, so at 21, he leaves college and moves into an apartment with some friends. Mm -hmm. He would board up the doors to the apartment, like any doors, bathroom doors, closet doors, whatever, um, because he was, like, super paranoid. He also thought, and keep in mind, all the time he's doing drugs, he also thought that this, um, at this time, that his mother was poisoning him. Not quite sure why or how, because she wasn't living there, but whatever. Um, so think about his roommates for a moment. Not, not yeah. only was he boarding up doors, he was also doing, like I said, LSD and other drugs. He was walking around naked, and he was putting orange slices on his head. So they got this dude, which I'm sure they were probably drug addicts too, but, I mean, he took it. He took it a step further. Yeah. He took it to the extreme. Did he say why he would board up the doors? No, just for like... I, I couldn't figure out why he would do that. Okay. <laughs> um, he did have a he did have a uh like paranoia was going to come in. Yeah, or like paranoia that like the government and stuff like that and the not uh, Nazis and aliens and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously his roommates were not pleased. So they asked him to move out. He refused, and they ended up leaving him and the apartment. And, of course, he couldn't pay it because I don't think he had a job ever. Like, I never saw anything about him mm -hmm. having a job. So this is when he started to torture and kill animals in his apartment complex. He would capture them and cut them open and take mm -hmm. out their organs and start to eat the raw animals. He would also blend the animal's organs in a blender with Coca-Cola to make, like, a refreshing beverage. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, this is all happening. So, what did the roommates, did the roommates the see? The roommates are gone. They're oh, gone at this okay. point. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so, like, okay. after they left, shit just, like, started to go downhill. More. Yeah. Downhill. So, he also thought his heart was shrinking every day, and he believed that by doing this that the animals... That it would stop it from happening. Like the Grinch. That'll yes. Yeah. Go back. Down size and a half. Okay. <laughs> Three sizes that day. <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, keep in mind he's alone in this apartment. Yeah. He eventually has to move back in with his parents in 1971 because he couldn't pay the rent. And the apartment guy was like, yeah, bye. So in 1972, his parents divorced and he ended up spending um sometime with his mom's at his mom's house and then sometimes his dad's house just back and forth mm -hmm. obviously you're thinking isn't he like an adult um which he is but like i said he couldn't afford anything he didn't have a job so he's just kind of doing drugs paranoid and living with his mom and dad so when he was living with his mom and dad did he start doing exactly what he 
continued doing when he was living by himself? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure. And probably. I'm sure he 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 would kill animals. He killed a lot of animals. So I mean, it's just he probably was doing it. Yeah. So, in 1973, at the age of 23, he attended a party with some friends, and he um, sexually assaulted a woman at the party. He was, like, groping her. Mm -hmm. Um, They asked him to leave, and then he came back later. They then called the police, and when the police were, like, removing him from the house, a pistol Mm -hmm. fell out of, like, his back pants. uh, Like, he stuffed it in the back of his pants. Yeah. And a pistol fell out. Um, He... uh, a 22 caliber pistol to be exact for anyone that wanted to know he then gets taken to jail because he doesn't have like a permit or anything to have this gun and he is uh he is seeing doctors but he is seeing them for like injuries or so-called injuries um times were different back then i get that i i understand that but none of these doctors could look at his records and see like Okay, he's been to the hospital a lot. Like, yeah. a lot, a lot. <laughs> Something's like wrong. Like, mentally you know, unstable. Mentally he needs unstable, to go yeah. to the psych ward. There like. was a neurologist that saw him, and what Richard thought he had was like a brain issue. Um, he ran, the neurologist ran some tests and didn't see anything wrong with him, but he could see that he was suffering from severe psychiatric issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in November of 1973 he was admitted into the hospital and he was telling nurses once again that someone had stole his pulmonary artery but but now it was escalated further that he didn't have any blood in his body there was no blood Mm. left he was walking around but no blood uh they finally placed him in a psychiatric ward after this (laughs) obviously finally but his dumbass mom uh pulled him out because she could do that and also remember, like I told you, his mom was seeing different psychiatrists. So she's not a level head either. Yeah. For the life of me, I don't understand why she was able to do that. But whatever. I mean, I guess she has... I don't even know. But, like, he's older, isn't he? How old is he at this point? He's... In his 20 20s? something, yeah. So, they he she can't really do that if he's under 18. Well, I guess that she probably had medical, like... What's the word I'm looking for? I want to say proxy, but I don't think that's right. She probably had the medical medical over him. I mean, he does, he's not married. He's not married that's or anything true. like that. So mm-hmm. maybe when he signed into the psychiatric ward, that was the person that could check him out or something. I don't know. But three years later, nevertheless, in 1976, he goes back into the mental institution because his father caught him injecting rabbit's blood into his body. Oh my god. Uh, ew, diseases. Gross. At this point, that's another thing. Like, he kills so many animals that are all different kinds. I don't know how he didn't have, like, a disease. Like, honestly, yeah. I don't I don't understand that. Uh, rabies. Screaming. Like, why didn't he die from yeah. all this? At this and point. And he's so, like, health, obviously, he's worried about his body and everything. But he's doing all this. Like, that's bad for your body. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. The drugs. Everything. Yeah. So, at this point in his life, he, um... Was obsessed with blood. And people started calling him Dracula. Like the people, the nurses and everything. Yeah. He even got caught with, um, he, I guess he caught some birds, like some crows or something that were in the window at the institution. Mm -hmm. And he snapped their necks and started drinking the blood from them. Yeah. 
So, at the hospital, he was finally diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and delusions of grandeur. I called it good. Yeah. Um, he begins to tell doctors that he is reincarnated and was the younger, was one of the younger brothers, which, if you don't know who the younger brothers are, they were like a, a gang that rode with Jesse James. Huh. So, he is getting treated, which is good, but of course, here comes the good old... He's no longer a threat to society, so we'll let him loose. Uh And we'll let him in the care of his mother. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know the exact date of when he was released from the hospital, but he was released in later 1976. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. So he went in. He went in in 1976. Not sure of the exact date, and I couldn't find the exact date of when he was released, but all this happened in 1976. He went in, and he got released in the same year. What the fuck? Because this dude is snapping necks of birds and drinking yeah. the blood. Like, I'm and pretty like, sure. Oh, yeah, you're good. Three weeks later. Oh, you hadn't done it. It's fine. You're good. Yeah. Like, it's just been three weeks. What you're good. Fuck? You're healed. I don't. Like, what? I don't. I don't get it. But whatever. Um, Different times. Different times. Because now, if you were to do that, you'd be in there for a long Maybe a year. Yeah. For maybe no, two. No, probably like five or six years. Yeah. You'd be begging to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I digress. His mother weaned him off drugs and meds, which is good. good. Maybe not the meds, but um, oh, she yeah, the meds also them. got him his own apartment. And after some time, of course, he started killing animals again and drinking their blood. He mm. also would steal neighbors' animals and kill them, like cats and dogs and stuff like that. And then he would um, call them and tell them what he had done. Keep in mind, there's no, like... Caller ID, wow. so I'd be they don't know. That motherfucker if well, they don't. My dog. They don't know. I mean, they don't know who it was. It was just oh. this weird ass phone call. Yeah, but it's I, hey, be... I stole your dog and I yeah. slit their necks and I drink their blood. <laughs> and hang up. Like they don't. They don't have caller ID, so but they have no idea. It has to be like. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Animal cruelty. No, what? like, in the neighborhood, in the neighborhood. Neighborhood can, watch? Like, no, like, it has to be, is he doing it in other neighborhoods, or is he, like, he's, is he doing it in he's his doing it neighborhood? He's in his apartment, neighborhood, apartment complex so type they've area, gotta, like, so. have an investigation or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't really think in the 70s they were giving a shit about animals. Animals, that's true. Unfortunately, because. They barely that was, gave a shit about humans. Yeah, and that was during the good old murder times, um. You know, we had all these different serial killers about. Which is crazy to think about. Like, 60s, 70s, 80s. Man, that was... I'm glad I... I mean, I would have loved to have lived back then because of the music. But then I'm like, "Mm, I probably would have... I probably would have gotten murdered. Yeah. I would have been the one. Because I would have been a super hippie. Yeah, And I would have, uh... Yeah. Hitchhiked and all that other stuff. You would have probably joined Manson's family. I feel. I feel like you would have. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. I get have. the vibe. <laughs> he wouldn't manipulate me. I'm so easy to be manipulated. You're so pretty. Oh my god, thank you. What do you want me to do? <laughs> uh, anyways, we got way off topic. Um, also during this time when he was living on his own again, he got really into guns and he was fascinated by the hillside stranglers. Mm-hmm. Um we'll talk about them one day. But in nineteen seventy seven he stopped showering, brushing his teeth. Um, and he also stopped eating because he was basically living off of raw animals and blood. And Mm -hmm. he got down to 145 pounds. 
This is a grown-ass man. My son, who's 13, weighs 180 because he's, like, six foot. But, um, you know, that's, that's a grown man should not be weighing 145 pounds. When he visits um, his mom one day, he, this is really random, he brings a dead cat to her. And for whatever reason, he's mad at her. I'm not really sure why. But he begins to, like, shove the dead cat in her face and, like, slap her with it, I guess. Oh my God. And then he rips it apart and starts smearing uh. blood all over himself. I don't know why his mom didn't report this. Like, why didn't she be but like, okay, you need to go. Like, yeah. you need to go to the psych ward. Like, something's Like, you need happen. to go back. Yeah. Um, but whatever. That's just something that happened. In the mid-1977s, his mom gives him money to go to Nevada and I don't know why, while the their, the police uncovered his car. So, he goes to Nevada to, like, go on a trip. The police mm-hmm. find his car, like, on the side of the road. And they find a whole bunch of guns in it. So, they're like, okay, shit, somebody. They thought at first it was just somebody broke down. But then they're like, okay, this is somebody that's. Business starts some shit. Yeah. So they're like searching for him, searching for him, and they find him on a reservation, um, naked with cow's blood smeared all over him. He had mutilated a cow. He told the police that the blood was his and that it was coming out of his body. The U.S. District Attorney actually freaking let him go oh because God. they didn't have anything to press. I don't know why they couldn't have at least pressed charges with animal cruelty. I'm not quite sure, but they let him go, and he eventually, um, he eventually gets back into an institution. But in 19, um, I mean, he doesn't go back into the institution. I'm I sorry. Say, I don't know why. What? Yeah, I don't know why that's written like that in my notes. But I know he didn't go back into the institution. Um. Anyways. I was to say, they're going to put him back and then release him again? Yeah. Like, what? No. He didn't go back into an institution. Okay. I think I was typing that he should have went back into an institution, uh-huh. but he didn't. So, in 1977, December 29th, Richard has his first victim. He buys a 22 caliber pistol, because the police confiscated all those other guns that he had, mm-hmm. and does a drive-by shooting. Which is really odd, but I guess he was warming up. I don't know. He was scared. I don't have a clue. But anyways, he unfortunately kills a man named Ambrose Ambrose uh, Griffin. He was 51. He was an engineer and a father of two. Mm-hmm. I think he was coming home from the grocery store, and his he was helping his wife get the groceries in, and he just drove by and shot him. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, he tries to enter the home of a woman. But because her doors were locked, he walked away. Richard would later tell detectives that locked doors are signs that he was not welcome. But unlocked doors was an invitation to come on in. Alright, no, it just means don't yeah, fucking come don't into somebody's house. Somebody's house. It's on kinda, one occasion. It's kind of like a vampire, like, he has yeah. to be welcomed in. Yeah. On one occasion, weird. he was caught and chased off by a couple who had returned home um, and he was in their house. He was trying to steal their belongings, and he also urinated and defecated in the infant child's bed and all over the infant child's clothes. So burn that because, ooh. Yeah. And also, what the fuck? So we're about to mention some heavy stuff. So just prepare yourself. 
Um, if you want to skip it, you can. But we're get, from here on out, it's it's going to be gruesome. So you might as well just turn it off if you want to hear the rest yeah. of this. On January 23rd, 1978, he broke into the house of Teresa William, who was three months pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. He shot her three times, two shots to her head, and then he dragged her body into the bedroom. He engaged in necrophilia. I'm sure everybody knows what that is. I'm not going to explain it into detail. He also started stabbing her repeatedly while performing the necrophilia. And then he removed her organs and her blood from her body and placed it into a bucket. Not all of her blood, but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. He then takes the bucket into the bathroom, gets in the bathtub, and pours the blood and the organs all over himself. He drinks some of the blood. He cuts off her nipples. And this last part's really odd. Not, not that all this wasn't, but he goes out into the yard and gets dog feces and then comes back in and shoves it down her throat. She's dead. Okay. So, yeah. I don't I don't get that, but right. whatever. Um, a couple of days later, after this, keep in mind he's still killing animals during this whole time as well. Mm-hmm. He ends up buying... It's going to be a trigger warning for you. He oh. ends up buying puppies no. from a neighbor. Oh, my God, no. Um, he kills all the puppies and then, you know, drinks their blood and all that. And then he oh. takes them back to the neighbor's house and puts them their dead bodies on the porch. I would literally... I don't understand. I don't know if maybe the guy didn't know who bought them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't quite figure that out. Like, I don't understand why he didn't report him or anything like that. He probably like reported him, but the police probably just didn't do anything. Maybe he did. I don't know. So, because he had to have known who bought the puppies from him. Unless yeah. they were just free in a box out on the side of the road. I mean, that happened a lot in the 70s, but I don't know. So, on January 27th, Richard would commit his last murder. So, it was also an extremely uh, crazy one, and it was a mass murder. Mm-hmm. He entered the home of 38-year-old Evelyn Maroth. I believe I said that last name right. Evelyn was babysitting her two-year-old nephew, David, and she had her six-year-old son with her. She also had a neighbor um, come over. His name was Dan. Dan hears Richard come into the house, and Richard immediately shoots him and kills him. He then takes his keys and his wallet. Six-year-old Jason tries to run to his mother, and she was in the bathtub taking a bath. He tries to run in there to her, and Richard shoots him twice and kills him. He then shoots two-year-old David in the head, and um, then he makes it to the bathroom where Evelyn was. He shoots her in the head kills her and then just like the other woman he takes her to her bedroom performs necrophilia slits her um neck and then drinks her blood he stabs her multiple times even though she's dead and then he takes a large amount of her blood and begins to drink it this time he's not bathing in it he's just gonna drink all of it which is a lot of i don't know how he didn't get uh i think there's something iron deficiency yeah where you drink too much blood yeah you can like, die from it i, he, I don't understand he must be real lucky or something like he he's going through all this he should have died a long time ago yeah because he's also malnourished as well yeah there's some and also well, how does he have all the strength to do this yeah these people so there's a there's some horrific things that have to do with the children but i'm not going to talk about it on here don't want to if you want to know you can google it by now you realize that um he's a monster so yeah there was a knock at the door which scared david um not david sorry scared richard and he took off um 
with Dan's keys and wallet. The person knocking on the door actually said that they saw him, and uh, like when he was leaving. And the neighbor then, um, like, I think it was a kid that was trying to see if the six-year-old wanted to play. Yeah. And so he went back to his parents, and his parents called 911, and then that neighbor's, like, the father of that mm-hmm. kid comes over and finds the horrific scene when he walks into. When the police get there, they find handprints and footprints everywhere, and, and Evelyn's blood and everything. But the one thing they, they could not find, they could not find two-year-old David's body. Mm-hmm. Richard had taken him. Keep in mind, he's dead, but he would end up doing some pretty horrible things with his body. He can't, you can look it up, like I said, but I'm not really going to talk about all that on here. So, police actually find Richard's, I mean, uh, God, these names. They find David's, Dan's car, Mm -hmm. um, not too far from the house, and it's abandoned, and it's also not too far from Richard's place. They don't know that right at the time. The FBI was already on the case, and they realized that this was a killer who was very disorganized, going through a psychopathic episode, and didn't care if he got caught, because there was, like, no kind of strategy to this. They also said that um, if he wasn't stopped, he would end up killing multiple people for however long, because he was going through a mental break, basically. Which they were not wrong. They started looking into guns that were used in the murder and found out that they were registered to Richard Chase. Um, they also looked at his background history and they saw his mental illness. And one day after the mass murder, um, they go out to Richard's apartment. The police knock on the door, but Richard didn't answer. They could hear like he was inside, like moving around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I guess they didn't have a warrant because they didn't just bust right in. Um, so they go and they wait till he comes out of the house or the apartment. And he, like, they could get him then or whatever. Yeah, they arrested him. Yeah. So Richard leaves his apartment for a minute with a box in his hand. And he that's when the police grab him. They notice that he is wearing clothes and shoes that are covered in blood so he obviously hasn't changed since the night before yeah and the same clothes um that were described that he had left the house in they find a 22 caliber pistol that had blood on it and dan's wallet and keys so basically they arrest him they've got him you know they have enough evidence they take him to the police station and try to break him for a confession and i don't understand why they know but they also are still looking for the two-year-old so they want to know like where is he because they don't realize he's dead. Like, they just think he stole them. Oh, you know. Okay. They, don't, they don't have the clue. I was supposed to say, isn't he dead? Yeah, but they don't know that. Okay. Um, which had to be heartbreaking for the parents to think that maybe this psychopath still had your kid that was alive, you know? Yeah. Because keep in mind, this was a kid that she was babysitting. So, mm-hmm. it was her nephew. Um, so, they go back to Richard apart- Richard's apartment. And once they get... Um, and there, the police say that it looks like a horror scene from a horror movie. Mm. There's blood stains everywhere, in the food, on the glasses, on the plates, in the clothes, etc., everywhere. In the kitchen, they find bones, and in the refrigerator, they find human parts, human brain, um, and there's a container on the floor that contained, like, blood and stuff in it. Mm. On his calendar, 
this is a very important part, they found that the days that he committed the murders, the woman before that was pregnant and then this mass murder, he wrote today. And then there were 44 future dates on the calendar that said today. Whoa. So they're thinking, does this mean that he was going to kill 44 more, more people? Yeah. yeah. And then he planned all this out, which is very important when you're going to try to um, convict him because, spoiler alert, you're going to see, I'll, I'll mention it again, but they're going to try to throw the insanity plea yeah, out there. And the police are trying to say, no, he planned this because look at the dates and all that. Yeah. So Richard eventually said he drinks blood of his victims because he had blood poisoning, which, whatever. Um, okay. March 24th, 1978 was when they finally found David's body. His remains were found by a church janitor and his head had been cut off. There's other things, like I said, I'm not going to talk about it. You can go read it, whatever. January 2nd, 1979, trial starts. Um... And he pled not guilty for reason of insanity, like I said. Mm -hmm. The prosecution was set out to find him very in his right mind. And he was examined by dozens of psychiatrists. And they actually said that he was not schizophrenic. What? Yeah. I don't I don't get that. But huh? um, Maybe. I guess you have to be somewhat insane to do anything when it comes to murder. But yeah. Maybe he I don't was know. like fine when they saw him that makes no sense I, makes I don't know literal no sense he was charged with six counts of murder and he planned these murders as well on may 8 1979 he was found guilty of all six counts of first degree murder and he was sentenced to death while sitting on death row he was visited by robert wrestler which is the fbi profiler um and criminal i mean not criminal minds mine hunter he's mm -hmm. the profiler ted uh, Bill Tent, Bill Tinch, Bill, and have you watched Mindhunter? Oh, no. For those of you that have watched Mindhunter, um, Bill in Mindhunter, this is who this character, um, this it's guy was, on. yeah, based on. Robert Russell, wrestler, wrestler. I'll get it in a minute. Um, but while he was interviewing him, he told him that he felt like he had to kill in order to stay alive. He also was being urged by other inmates to kill himself. And he told him that he feared Nazis and UFOs. Well, okay. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, the paranoid. You remember when he was boarding yeah. up all the walls and everything? Definitely paranoid schizophrenia. Like To me, just, yeah, it screams it. It screams but, it, yeah. I, I don't know. So, I don't know why they wouldn't, but whatever. So, unfortunately, uh, you know, this asshole does what most assholes do. On December 26, oh my 26 God. 1980. Yeah, he was what found dead. Douche. He was found dead in his cell, and um, he had been keeping pills that they were giving him. They were giving him pills for something, and he had been keeping them uh, like medication. And then he, and then and he ate, all ate all of them and overdosed. So yeah, that's the story of Richard Chase, a psycho. I just um, want to clarify, not that he's a douche because suicide and all that. It's because you know. He has to pay for his crimes, and him and he, taking his own life yeah. is not paying for his crime. Yeah, that's in my the opinion. that's the douchey part. Yeah, <laughs> like he just is like, okay, I'm but gonna go out my way. He was on not in a painful way. He was not really allowed to mingle with the other inmates because he was a child killer, and they don't like that. No. Um, so they just kept harassing him to kill himself over and over again, and he finally did. But I don't know how I feel about this one because. 
I really think that if he would have been able to stay in a mental institution back in the day, he would have not done this. I mean, he should have been in a mental mm-hmm. institution, oh, yeah. honestly, probably his whole life. I mean, it, there there was something going on there. He was malnourished. He was mm-hmm. doing drugs. He was, you know, I don't know. He's I don't very know why. paranoid constantly about yeah. things that didn't make sense. And he should have got away from his mom because his mom was taking him off the meds that the doctors were giving him. And she seems like she's paranoid too because she's going through all those therapists about different things, you know. So yeah, I don't. Like... I don't really know what her mom, what his mom kept going to therapy for, but um, I did know that she she just kept seeing a lot of psychiatrists. Yeah. I don't know if it was to get the drugs or. I don't that really could know be what it was. Too, yeah. Yeah. But whatever the case, he was dubbed the Sacramento Vampire, I guess because of the blood drinking, which, I mean, was intense. That was a lot of blood drinking. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know how he didn't die from that. I mean, he was. I remember uh, one thing, though, when he was arrested, he weighed like 100 pounds. Yeah. Like super skinny. I he just like don't 100, understand 105 how he did all pounds those murders. With like that. Did he kill men too? Well, he killed Dan. Yeah, like how did Dan not overpower him? He's like. He shot him as soon as he saw him. He oh, walked through the door. Okay. Dan was like, who the fuck is that? Because yeah. nobody's supposed to be coming through the door. And he shoots him as soon as he walks through the door. Okay. In the head. He shot him in the head. Because um, he, you know, he got fascinated with guns. And so he had been practicing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where, but he had been practicing in different places. Shooting targets and stuff. So, yeah. It's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that is the end of that story. Hopefully, you guys, um, you know, found this interesting. Yeah. Not that you liked it, because there's not really much to like. Hopefully, yeah. you listened to the whole thing, because if you turned it off when I told you to, yeah. you have no idea what's going on. And also, a lesson here is, if you see someone that's not okay, or somebody that, or if you feel like you're not okay... You need to do something about it because it's just going to get worse. Seek help. Yeah. Seek help. I mean, well, I'm not saying like, you know, like go to a psych ward. You need to be medicated. Yeah. You need to be medicated, and Brandon. Also, <laughs> fuck you, Brandon. Um, but also, there's not, uh, not everybody that's uh, paranoid schizophrenic yeah, no. or has schizophrenia is a psychopath. No, um, no. There's a lot of people that think that and I just, it's not that way. Um Mm-mm. They can't help that they see things or they feel a certain way. Yeah, and they can get medicated and and be fine for yeah, be normal, you know, ever as long as they're taking their meds right and all that. But he was never doing that. So, um, yeah. Also, it seems like he just didn't care and he fed more into like his I insanity. said in today's society, he probably would have been in an institution for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much. I feel like nowadays they'll throw you in a mental institution for anything. Um, but <laughs> especially over this. You feel a little sad? Come on to the institution. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't been put in one. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. They listen to all our podcasts. They're <laughs> yeah. like, we got to. We have to. Well, then you better put every other true crime podcaster yeah. in there as well. <laughs> we better all be in this one little, you better build us a building. Um, so anyways. All right. Well, hopefully you guys made it to the end. Um... Go ahead and like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Remember to head on over to our Instagram so you can follow us on there because that's where we keep all of our up to up, updates and things mm-hmm. like that. And hopefully 
next weekend there's nothing going on, right? I don't you told think me so. there was nothing going on. So hopefully we'll <laughs> so do hopefully we'll be able to do the video and we'll start recording that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we will tea, uh, see. We won't see you guys, but we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.